Oh, so much has already happened today. So much good stuff. If you notice, there's a love theme. We talked about love a lot. Last thing we said, your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. His love runs deep, 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 deep for every one of you in this room and us collectively as a body. We'll never be able to fathom the depths of his love. This message came from a ministry time actually after the service last Sunday. And I had pictured this one person and everywhere that they went, there was this kind of like a bubble or a shield that was going with them. So everywhere they went, there was this shield and kept on hearing it was a, a missile defense system. And isn't the Holy Spirit cool? <laughs> like stuff that happens, stuff that the Holy Spirit shows you and unveils to you and speaks to you, some of it is so cool. And there was, there was words and accusations and arrows and things that were coming at this person and they were bouncing off the shield. Literally just and I was like God the only way I'm going to tell this person what's going on is they have to actually come up to me and Jeff then talks about if you have anything from the Lord basically you need to go to that person and I was like okay Lord so I got up and this person came towards me and I started talking to them about this thing that I saw and so much stuff lined up with what was going on at their life and this word, the Holy Spirit, and this vision the Holy Spirit had shown me. And they were talking about how they were really plugging in and really moving with God and really searching over his will. And I said, you know, no weapon formed against you is gonna prosper. All those who rise up against you are gonna fall. And there was a link between him seeking God and the idea of God's protection and God's security and this missile defense system and this, because we all know there's times in our lives where we have done wrong things and sinned and made mistakes and gone the opposite direction that God wanted to. And we ended up in a space that wasn't good. We ended up in a space where there was a lot of trouble. But God's word for us today in here is that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And God has gone up in the inside of his people and there is a fire burning up on the inside of his people. And that fire is for him. That fire is, I wanna worship you, God. I wanna study your word. I wanna get with other believers. I wanna pray. I wanna do all of these things. And that has everything to do with where the church is headed. The Bible literally says as the world gets worse and worse. And I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, but there seems to be a new threat every day but I'm, I'm here to tell you that where sin abounds grace abounds that much more so when you see things happen in the earth and you're like wow you're like man you're like sheesh know that the provision that God has for you the overcoming spirit the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you that he has provided all things for you to not just make it through the coming days, but actually to overcome in these days. Not just barely making it, but more than that. 
So it's interesting because there was a love theme today, and the first thing that I wrote in, to start this was, one of the enemy's main tactics, tactics is for God's people to live in fear. He knows once we begin to live in fear, we become part of his team. I know that's, that, when I wrote that, I was like, ah, oh, man, that's a little hard. And I was like, should I rewrite that? And God's like, no. Because when we worry, when we're walking in anxiety, when we're walking in fear, when we're walking in doubt, when we're walking in indecision, when we're walking in unforgiveness, what we're saying is, hey, enemy, I'm part of your team. That's good stuff. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because when you, it's like a, it's like a spiritual check. So if I find myself walking in fear, that's a spiritual check for me. Because if the Bible says, do not fear, and I'm fearing, something's awry. If the Bible's saying, do not worry, and I'm living in worry, something's awry there. But this love theme, he knows once we begin to live in fear, we become part of his team. This is important to understand because you can't give what you don't have. These are revelations. You can't give what you don't have. If you're living in fear, you are going to spread fear. And some of it is, it, it, we don't even realize what we're doing, but the way we're, that we're talking, the way that we're carrying ourselves, the way, how our conversations are going, we can actually not even realize that we're working for the enemy. And my goodness, <laughs> for all that Jesus did on the cross, the last thing in the world I want to do on a daily basis is work for his camp. Man, I got beat up enough by the devil. I'm not interested on in being on his team at all in any way, shape, or form. I got my head kicked in by the devil. Now, the opposite has happened because of him. <laughs> not because of this idiot. <laughs> because of him. If you're living in fear, you'll spread fear. If you're living in peace, you'll spread peace. That's why the Bible says, 2 Timothy 1, 7. Isn't it interesting? We, we sing this thing. Mark and I don't talk before. You know, we don't, the, the Holy Spirit orchestrates. I hope you all understand that. That none of us are getting together and plotting and trying to figure out what song is going to match up with this and what, like, what word is going to match up with this. And get, the Holy Spirit is an orchestrator. If you, you know, you think, you think of a symphony going on and it's being orchestrated and the Holy Spirit's moving and touching and saying, hear and speak and do this and play this and sing this and pray this. And, but he orchestrates. But we sang this song, I'm no longer a slave to fear. For 2 Timothy 1 through 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Mark didn't look at these notes. Understand that God is speaking. God, because his word is his word and it's from him, when you speak his word, you're speaking the words of God. And when the anointing mixes with the word of God, you better watch out. Because things change, atmospheres change, bodies change, everything changes when Jesus shows up. <laughs> Man, that feels so good. God is so, 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 so good. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. The word power is dunamis. It literally means dynamite. What was that one TV show or that JJ? What was that one TV show back in the day? He'd become on the scene, he'd be like, dynamite! sitcom but but of power dunamis and of love it's time of love 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 and of a sound mind get it for God has not given us a spirit of fear power of love and a sound mind 
and I, I kind of like, <laughs> kind of rewrote it in a way. I said, you could say it like this, people who live in fear are powerless. They have great difficulty expressing love. And they don't have a sound mind. But God's message, uh, if you, you, his love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Like this needs to become such a part of our being that when fear comes on us or anxiety comes on us or whatever that stuff, worry comes on us, that we realize we are loved by the creator that created all things. We are the object of his love. We're not a second thought. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. No wonder the enemy wants us to live in fear. He wants us to be like-minded with him. And we move to 1 John 4.18. 1 John 4.18, it says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. I can tell you, perfect love walked the earth. Perfect love died on the cross and rose again. Perfect love has moved on the inside of your tent, on the inside of this skin, on the inside of this body. Perfect love has moved in. Do you hear me? I'm not out somewhere trying to find perfect love. Perfect love moved into my body. And day by day, scripture upon scripture, he keeps unveiling and moving aside deception, moving aside lies so that we can come to grips with how much he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. That word torment is torture. Fear involves torture. He who fears has not been made perfect or complete in love. So if someone's living in fear, constant fear, it's actually a love problem. Isn't it interesting how the enemy will attach all kinds of things to fear, all different types of phobias, all types of worry, people that ha have a, 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 a fear of, the, they don't want to leave their house. They have a, a fear of whatever it is. He likes to attach fear to a thing. When, when it's all said and done, living in fear is a love problem. It doesn't have to do with a situation or a thing. It's a love problem. That's what the Bible says. So no wonder he's trying to ingrain and trying. We sang it over and over and over and over. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Never. Why is that so important? Because you're going to have people in your life and situations where their love might run out for you. You know how many relationships are destroyed because someone says, I don't love them anymore. They don't love, they don't love me anymore. That's why you need God up in your relationships. Kelly can't love me perfectly. I can't love her perfectly. I can't love my kids perfectly. They can't love me perfectly. Nobody in here can love each other perfectly, but this Jesus loves you perfectly. Maybe he's, maybe he's bringing forth this message because there's going to be some things that come upon the earth that may cause us to fear. Maybe this is a message for 
It's a future type of message. It's for today, yeah, but, but maybe it might be for something coming. God never wants his people to be caught off guard. That's why he has prophets in the church. That's why he has people in the church. That's why things have been spoken in this church over and over and over again for preparation. Not just spiritually, but physically. Preparation. Perfect love casts out all fear. The person may attach the fear to certain situations or things, but the root cause is always a love deficit. Listen to Matthew 8, 28. I couldn't figure out why I was going here and then so cool the way the Holy Spirit moves and leads. Matthew 8, verse 28, this is what it says. It says, when he had come to the other side, speaking of Jesus to the country of the Gerdesenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs. They were exceedingly fierce. And I looked up that word fierce. It literally means dangerous, harsh, savage, and to cause to fear. It's like, okay, starting to get it. But it's not just that they're dangerous, harsh, savage, and they, they, they cause to fear. They're exceedingly. So <laughs> this isn't just danger. It's just not harshness. It's just not someone being savage. It's exceedingly. And isn't it interesting? And I know this is one of those things where the Holy Spirit shines a light on certain things that you've read. No one could pass that way. Mm. Man, when that hit me, I was like, those two demon-possessed men filled with harshness and filled with savagery and filled with danger and filled with fear. There was literally people that would not go that way because of those de- demon-possessed men. And the Holy Spirit began to show me. He's like, there's certain areas in, in, in society, there's certain areas in your life, there's certain areas in people's life where they will not go because they're, they're, there's fear and the devil's causing fear and they will not go that way. Only you can answer what that is and only I can answer in my own life what that is. But when Jesus shows up, no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out saying, here's Jesus now. What have we to do with you, Jesus, son of God? They recognize who he is. They name him the son of God. Have you come here to torture us? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now, a good way off from there, there was a herd of swine that were feeding, so the demons begged him desperately, and now the demons full of fear, saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go into the herd of swine. And he said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine. Suddenly, the whole herd of swine ran violently. Why did they run violently? Because those demons that went into the swine that were in the two men were savage, they were harsh, they were full of death, and they were full of fear. And the swine literally acted out what the demons were and they went and they drowned himself but when perfect love comes on the scene the devil starts to shake the devil starts to tremble the devil starts to say have you come to torment me that's what listen that's why I get so irritated when I see people of God that are tormented by the devil because the people of God are the ones that are supposed to be tormenting him if the, if the perfect love, if the one that came onto this scene and the devil was terrified of him, if he's on the inside of us, the devil should be shaking when we come in a room. I'm sorry I'm being a little bit aggressive here, but 
there's seasons and times that we're walking into that we have to, have to, have to be aggressive spiritually. Passivity is over. These are exciting times, or these exciting, exciting times. We're born for such a time as this. I hope you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror and you point at yourself and you say, you were born for such a time as this. Realize your purpose and your destiny in the earth right now. My goodness, I also wrote, the fields are ripe for harvest. You think people aren't watching the news? The, the director of the FBI came on the other day and he talked about this idea that the Chinese for the last five years, the, the Communist Party, Chinese Communist Party, have literally infiltrated all of our systems. They have the capacity now, cyber-wise, to shut things down if they want to. You think people don't listen to the news and they start to shake and they start to tremble and they start to wonder and they see this kingdom of the world, this kingdom, the secular kingdom, this Babylon beginning to fall? Do you think they don't start having questions? Do you think they don't? Listen, hey, we got the answer. We are a light on a hill. We're not gonna be hidden. We're gonna be the ones that are stepping forth and speaking out because we know these things. We're educated in the word. We know the word. But we aren't the ones that should listen to that and get afraid because no weapon formed against you will prosper. Do you know when the plagues, when the Israelites started to leave Egypt, there was times where the plagues would hit. There was one time where there was so much darkness that they couldn't even find their way around. That was one of the plagues. Do you know what happened with the children of God? There was light in every house. Do you think God's not going to support his people? Do you think God's not going to equip his people? Do you think God is not going to be in the center of these things and giving you the words to say? He used to send his disciples out and say, don't worry about what you're going to say. I will give you the words when it's time. I will give you the words when you step up and say. Oh. But they ran violently down the sea place into the sea and they perished in the water. You know why? Because the only the only thing the devil can bring you is death. He is the master of death. Then those who kept them fled and they went up from the city and they told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And then they said, we gotta get Jesus out of here. <laughs> That's how they made their money. And now the herd of swine has gone and drowned themselves. But when perfect love comes all on the scene, fear is cast out. Fear is cast out. And I wrote this, the reality is day by day when you look out into the world, when you, when you listen, we are living in a more unstable world in increasing unstable times. It seems that every day a new threat is being unveiled that threatens our safety. Some new war, some new virus, some new cyber attack, talk of imminent threats to our electrical grids, water treatment plants, transportation systems, oil and natural gas pipelines, a constant assault on our peace and security. But we are not to live by sight, we are to, be, we are to live by faith, but that doesn't mean you don't prepare. First of all, spiritually, and then listen to God, what you need to do physically. We were hanging out with someone the other night and we were, we were talking about this because it's up in our face. <laughs> and one of the people said, well, I'm just going to trust God. I was like, listen, do you know the story of Joseph? Pharaoh had a dream. And Joseph was the only one that could interpret Pharaoh's dream. And it actually brought him out of prison to interpret it. So Pharaoh has this dream. 
and the, the dream in the nutshell was that there was gonna be seven years of famine and seven years of prosperity. The seven years of prosperity were gonna come first than the seven years of famine. You know what Joseph did? Joseph took a fifth of the surplus for seven years and stored it up and he saved the nation. So are there times when we say, yeah, we just got to trust God, but there's also times when the Holy Spirit will speak to you something spiritually, physical that you need to do to prepare? Yes. Yes. And don't let laziness be the thing that stops us from preparation. Because it's easy to say, oh, the Lord's going to take care of it. Yeah, but there's times when the Holy Spirit speaks individual and specific things to us, and we got to go do it. This is reality. <laughs> Joseph saved the nation, literally saved it. And then we move into Ephesians 6, verse 10. I'm telling you, we're moving into some very treacherous times, but some very exciting times for the church. Are you ready? This is what it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God, this is very familiar, that you may able, be able to stand against what? The wiles or the deceit, trickery, craftiness, methods, and literally adds to lie in wait of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, and I'm telling you, this is for us right now, right here. I hope you're getting this. That you may be able to withstand, resist the devil. Isn't it interesting? He calls it the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, have truth. Have this on the inside of you. Study, 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 study. <laughs> Get it on the inside of you. Truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, understanding that he is our righteousness. Anything that we can do that we think is awesome and good is like filthy rags, but it's his righteousness that we are supported by and move in you get it it's his righteousness having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace walking in peace and not in fear walking isn't it interesting it talks about shoes walking walking in peace your feet above all now again the light shines on there, above all. Underline, 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 asterisks. Above all, that's where we have to start paying attention. He says, above all, I said some stuff here, but now above all, taking the shield of faith, come on, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We're not walking by sight, we're walking by faith, we're walking by a substance that is greater than anything you can touch, see, feel, or hear. Because it's by faith that this world was created, by the way. Take the shield of faith. Isn't it? It says take it. So you gotta pick it up. You gotta cut, you got if it's if it's laying somewhere, if it's hidden somewhere, you gotta go grab it and you gotta pick it up. Isn't it interesting how God, the Holy Spirit just keeps reminding and reminding and reminding. You need to be reminded every day, every day, every day. 
Don't forget about faith, he says. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts. These aren't just darts, they're on fire. You got it. Why? Because the devil is not happy with where the church is going. That fire represents anger. That fire represents the fierceness. That fire represents something that's savage. That fire, it's the same vision I saw with that missile defense system. All these fiery darts, all these things coming and coming and coming. Man, I cannot wait to get to heaven when God shows me how much stuff he protected me from. My goodness. If we could see into the spiritual realm right now, and see that there are attacks on each and every one of us. That the enemy is not happy at all with us gathering here. The enemy is not happy at all with us worshiping. The enemy is not happy with this teaching coming forth. Well, too bad! <laughs> I swear. Fiery darts, and take the helmet of salvation. I'm saved. You know what's involved in salvation? Peace. Wear the helmet. And the sword of the Spirit. Boy, do we have a lot of stuff to fight with. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the God just keeps saying, listen, you just don't have a sword, bud. Okay? You have a breastplate. You have a helmet. You have shoes. You have, a, you have a shield that you can pick up. You've got a belt on. Well, I don't believe we're in a war. Yeah, we are. He would have skipped all of this stuff if we were not in a war, in a war on a daily basis spiritually. sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication and the spirit being a watchful to the end isn't that interesting being a watchful to the end you need to be and I need to be watchful what it does not say is it does not say close your eyes to things that are going on be watchful what was that song watchful you know not the day when the Lord will take your soul away being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth and speak boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That I may be some little mouse in the corner going, me, 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 No, he says that I may open my mouth boldly to declare the gospel. Do you know sometimes it takes boldness to cut through all the junk that someone has piled on them? Sometimes it takes boldness to speak the word boldly to wake somebody up that otherwise is not going to hear it. That I as I ought to speak. The truth is the enemy has devised and is devising weapons, otherwise fiery darts, which are especially designed, formed, or fashioned to take us out of the race. Stay, there's a word, stay in the race. Stay in the race. 
even talks about the idea of an athlete preparing his body for competition. And it, and it makes, a, makes a correlation with us spiritually, how we need to do the same thing spiritually. Preparation. And now we go into the word. <laughs> no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we're going to read through this. Now, I want you to understand, this is Isaiah 54. And one of the cool things about the book of Isaiah, I don't know if you know this or not, but the book of Isaiah is actually very much like the Bible in and of itself. It has 66 books. So Isaiah has 66 books. The Bible has 66 books. The first 39 books of Isaiah speak of judgment, Old Testament. The last 27 books of Isaiah speak of God's comfort. There are scholars that actually even call that first and second Isaiah. So you have part of it that talks a lot about judgment, then the, the second half talks a lot about comfort. So when we're moving into these scriptures, we're in that comfort stage. So moving into here in chapter 54, Judah has been in captivity for 70 years. The Chaldeans came in and just raped and pillaged and destroyed everything they had and took them into captivity for 70 years. So when, you're, when I'm saying these words, this is Judah coming out of captivity and God now comforting Judah. And the cool thing about stuff like this, you can say, well, that's thousands of years ago. What does that have anything to do with us? We're in these scriptures. When it starts talking about the Gentiles and the Jews, we are those Gentiles that were grafted in. So when you're reading these scriptures, own them. Put your finger on a scripture and own it. It is yours. By the way, God led them into captivity, or took them into captivity because they disobeyed him for 500 years. They were supposed to be following Sabbath rest for the land and they didn't do it. And he literally judged them for that with the 70 years. According to how long they had been disobedient. Who God chastens, he loves. Because you can read all through that stuff and you say, well, God's, God is a, 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 you come on the side, God's a, God's a monster. No, he chastens those he loves. Every single thing that he has ever done has been out of love. And I know sometimes it's very hard to understand, especially when you're reading the Old Testament, you're like, my goodness. But this is what he says. Sing, O barren, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate, that's us, the Gentiles, than the children of the married woman, the Jews. This is a word for us. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. If you feel like you need to pack it in, enlarge it. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. This is a message for the church right now, right here. If you're in the church and you feel like packing it up, don't do it because we are about to move into areas of spiritual prosperity. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about all the things that God has given us access to. A plethora, super abundance, overabundance, more than we could ever ask or think. 
just when the devil comes in and he's trying to make you fearful and a message comes like this, you better hold on to it and ride it. And then he goes into this. And your descendants shall inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. In other words, the church is going into, into desolate places that are barren, that are unfruitful, and that look like deserts. And we're coming in there and we're going to see flowers burst up. We're going to see vines burst up. We're going to see things come up out of the earth. We're going to see fruit because of who we serve. This is why it's time to be excited. Listen, when the enemy comes at you and he's trying to depress you and he's trying to make you anxious, and he's trying, there is a reason behind the method that he's using against you. But boy, if we could wake up and we could see him for what he is and what he does. And then he says this, don't fear, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither will you be disgraced, for you will put to shame not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth. Do you have some stuff that keeps rising up in you? Do you still have some garbage that keeps rising up in you? Do you have some stuff from your past that just keeps, seems to just keep? He says, forget the shame of your youth. What's past is past. He said, I'm not gonna remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name so powerful. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Listen, sometimes it feels really good to be on the winning team. It really does. My daddy is the God of the whole earth. And galaxy upon galaxy and universe upon universe that they cannot figure out where the end is. And I'll tell you why. Because there is no end to God. For he's called you like a woman forsaken, grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you. Listen to the comfort. Do you feel it? Says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. Listen to this. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. Listen, we serve a God, a covenant God. It is a covenant. When he says my covenant with you is that you have access to peace, that's a covenant. That's not gonna be broken. It's God's covenant. Says the Lord who has mercy on you. Oh, you afflicted one tossed with tempest and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundation with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. And your children, you want to talk about, you want to grab a scripture for yourself, this is for you. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Boy, you ought to get, it, get that up in your grill. Let it cook. (laughs) 
in righteousness you shall be established. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of Jesus Christ. You shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. And from terror, that word terror there literally means a breaking. For it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, this is where... I've, left, I've listened to messages before and, and, and people have skipped over this portion of scripture because they're scared of it. I'm not an ear tickler. This is what it says. This is God speaking. Behold, I was the one that created the blacksmith that made the weapons. That's what he says. I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. He's talking about weapons of war. And I have created the spoiler to destroy. He's talking about the soldiers and armies. He's the one that directed the Chaldeans because the Israelites had been, the land of Judah had been disobedient for 500 years. He said, I'm going to create the weapons and I'm going to create the people that are going to come in and wreak havoc. And I'm going to take you away from se for 70 years. I'm going to teach you a lesson, but then I'm going to speak kindly with you. And I'm going to bring you back because whom I love, I chasten. I'm not going to let you keep breaking the law and keep breaking the rules and keep breaking the things of the kingdom of God. I'm not going to let you keep going. I'm not going to keep doing that. I'm going to pull you back. And whatever means I have to pull you back to get you back on the track where you, knew, where you belong. I'll do it. And all that fierceness that looks like God hates people is actually his love trying to pull them back in. Mind-boggling. And then he says, but those weapons that were formed and that army took you away, no weapon formed against you is gonna prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. That word condemn means to overcome, it means to agitate, and it means to prove wrong. And this is the heritage, and the Amplified, it says, heritage is your peace, your righteousness, your security, and your triumph. This is the heritage, or this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the Lord is reproduced. And their righteousness is from me. This is what, this is what, which, that which I impart to them as justification, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You can all stand. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. It's interesting because sometimes we look at life and we gauge our success or our, our, our ability to, to win on what is happening day by day by day by day. But the end of the story is we succeed. The end of the story is we win. So one of the words is don't get so caught up in these daily things that look like setbacks. Sometimes God, it looks like God is, is okay with fighting a losing battle. <laughs> but he knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. This is the peace that we have. No weapon formed against you will prosper. All those who rise up against you will be condemned. Yes, why? Are they going to be proven wrong? Because in the end, truth prevails. None of God's truths are going to fall flat. None of his words are coming back void. Everything he has spoken concerning a new heaven and new earth, everything he has spoken, spoken with you having a glorified body, with you being justified, with your salvation, those things are not returning void. And I just have it in me that this year, 
although in the world it looks like chaos within this world within this year the church is actually going to get organized and the church is actually going to get prepared and the church is actually going to move into a seriousness <laughs> waking up every day and saying i need to take my walk with god seriously because we know it's not a game it's real life reality